0: Welcome to 1001 Radio Days. This is your host, John Hagedorn. We're all new for 2023 and featuring a wide mix of variety shows from the golden age of radio to include comedy, music, drama, cop shows, and much more. For those of you who want nonstop stop crime buster and detective shows, you can now add 1001 Radio Crime Solvers to your podcast library. That's 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. Brand new for 2023 and growing fast. Meanwhile, 1001 Radio Days will be bringing back some memories along with some great entertainment every Wednesday and Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And now, our show.
1: The story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent.
2: Fatima Cigarettes, best of all long cigarettes, brings you Dragnet.
1: You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to homicide detail. For two months, a depraved criminal has been at work in your city. Men and women have been robbed, brutally
3: attacked. Your job, get them. If you want a long cigarette, smoke the best of all long cigarettes. Smoke extra mild Fatima. Yes, Fatima is the king size cigarette which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos, superbly blended to make it extra mild. To give Fatima a much different, much better flavor and aroma than any other long cigarette. That's why Fatima has more than doubled its smokers coast to coast. Enjoy extra-mild Fatima yourself. Best of all, long cigarettes. It's wise to smoke extra-mild Fatima.
4: It's wise to smoke extra-mild Fatima.
2: Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department... You will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action.
5: It was Wednesday, March 7th. It was cloudy in Los Angeles. We were working the night watch out of homicide. My partner's Ben Romero. The boss is Thad Brown, chief of detectives. My name's Friday. I was on the way home from the office and it was 2.25 a.m. when I got to Collis Avenue. Number
6: 4656.
5: Joseph, is that you? Yeah, Ma, did I wake you?
6: Well, what
7: time is it? A little
5: after two. Oh, you can't keep this up.
7: You've gotta have your
5: rest. Don't worry, I'm okay. You got any cold meat in the icebox?
7: There's some pressed ham, a few slices of bologna. Didn't you have any dinner?
5: A Couple of hamburgers and a piece of pie. I got hungry again.
7: I had some nice beef stew for dinner. There's some left in the ice box. I'll come down and warm it for you. No, no,
5: all I <laughs> want is a sandwich, Ma. You go on back to sleep. You can't
7: live on pie and sandwiches and keep up your strengths. Working all hours, first thing you know you'll be getting sick. You need your food and you need your rest. Nobody cares when you're sick.
5: You did not have to get up, Mara. All I want is a sandwich. I can fix it. Mm, you
7: better have a bowl full of stew. Here. It won't take a minute to warm it up. Nice new potatoes in it. Some of those onions you like, too. White Bermudas.
5: Okay, not too much now. I'll get the milk. Goodness, half
7: past two in the morning. What kept you so late again?
5: Another steakhouse, the same job.
7: Is that a murder in Highland Park?
5: No, Ma, the Badge Bandit, the one that poses as a policeman.
7: Oh, that one. Yeah. We certainly ought to do something about him.
5: Yeah, well, we're trying to. We can't find him.
7: There was a piece in the paper about it tonight. They say it's just terrible the way he beats up people and robs them. Yeah. Badge bandit. The way he treats women. Ought to be a shame. They ought to put him away.
5: Yeah. You got some more rye bread?
7: Mm-hmm. Are you going to have tomorrow off, Joseph?
5: Thanks. No. The captain says we work straight through till we get the guy.
7: Oh. I thought you were going to have tomorrow off.
6: mm
7: well, You ought to tell the captain. You need your rest. You can't go on like this, working all hours. You'll be coming down sick one of these days.
6: mm
5: Fifteen robberies, fifteen assaults, all in two months. Somebody's got to stop him. You ready?
7: Oh, yeah, I think so.
5: Okay.
7: Well, can't they warn the people? They wouldn't be getting robbed and beaten up. They weren't parked in those lonely places. Spooning. So silly.
6: Yeah.
5: I'm afraid we can't do anything about that, Ma. It's a public place. We've got a right to write the park there, they want.
7: Yeah, I suppose. Let me have your plate.
5: Okay, here. Now, oh, hold it, hold it. That's Are fine.
7: Another spoonful. You can't work if you don't eat. hmm
5: okay. It is good stew.
7: Yeah, sure it is. Butcher down at Shoprides nice. His stewing beef's just wonderful.
5: Mm-hmm, yeah.
7: Ben work late with you?
5: Yeah, his wife's sore, too. He hasn't been home much since we started on this. It's a tough one.
7: Oh, my. Well, Times time certainly have changed since I was a girl. All this robbing, beating up. Crazy people.
5: Well. Yeah. Any mail today?
7: Mm-hmm. No, just a couple of bills. Yeah.
5: Well, you set the alarm. I got to check back in at 8 in the morning.
7: 8 o'clock? Why so early?
5: Badge has got two more victims tonight. They were college kids. Oh. Doctor says he didn't think we should talk to him tonight, so I'll we'll have see him tomorrow morning uh-huh. at the hospital.
7: Were they badly injured? Well,
5: yeah, pretty bad. The boy took a terrible beating. The girl was attacked, same as the oh, others. my. Well, it's very good, Ma. I better get to bed.
7: Yeah, but well, your face looks so thin. You need all the rest you can get. I'll get it. Now, who can that be? It's almost three in
1: the morning. Hello? This is Lorman down homicide, Joe. Sorry to bother you.
5: Yeah, Lorman. What is it?
1: Kevin wants you and Romero to meet him in Hollywood and Laura right away. What's the matter now? Attacking and hold up in Laurel Canyon 20 minutes ago. Yeah? Got the area blocked off. Figure they got the man trapped.
5: The victims get out look at the guy?
1: Same description, the badge
6: banded.
5: I left the house, went over and picked up Ben We drove out to the edge of the Santa Monica Mountains where Hollywood Boulevard ends and Laurel Canyon begins We headed back into the canyon to the blockaded area Captain Steed from Homicide was there waiting for us Hi,
1: Skim Hi, just a minute Taylor, call communications again. Have them tell the men out on Ventura to start moving in. Right, Gavin. Sorry to call you back. Couldn't be helped. Okay. How's it shaping three up? Look, the wait a minute. search detail in
8: vicinity of Laurel Canyon. Unit 62K reports that they are at Mulholland Drive and Oakstone
9: Avenue. Nothing further to report.
5: Okay, no what did you say, Joe?
1: So well, how's it shaping up? Well, here's a sketch of the area. It covers just about all the Laurel Canyon District. Well? Yeah. Badge Bandit got his victims near the top of this hill here. hmm old man in the neighborhood heard a woman scream and phoned in. How sure are we the guy didn't get away? Well, the man who called in said the bandit had trouble starting his car. Finally left it and took off into the brush. He was headed west down this road here. Captain, Mm -hmm.
10: I just had a call from communications. The crew from Leighton Prince are on the way.
1: All right. Any report from the detail up on Canyon Road?
10: Nothing yet. I'll stand by the radio. Okay.
5: How
1: much area we got to cover? from the mouth of the canyon here all the way back to Ventura Boulevard. On the west here from Lookout Mountain Avenue over to Crestview Drive on the east. How
3: much have we got to go
1: on? Crowley talked to the victims for a minute before they took him to Georgia Street. Yeah. The guy's description's the same. Heavy set, blonde hair, chubby face, horned rimmed glasses. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, if he's on foot, there's plenty of underbrush
1: around here to hide him. Just a minute. I want to get this call in first. Taylor, yeah. I have communications contact 72K. Tell them to hold their line stationary. Yeah. We'll have the others close in from the west and the north. Right. You two better get up on Groveland Drive. Line's pretty thin up there, Olsen. Use the help. Is that the area where you've been in the car? Yeah. I want you to cover all the houses in that area. Check with everybody you can find in the neighborhood. They may be able to help. If they don't answer, find out why. Okay. I'll be making the rounds in another ten minutes. Check with you then. All right, let's go, Joe. Oh, one more thing. Yes, sir. I'll tell you what I told the rest of the men. This guy's in a corner and he's got a gun. There's only one way out for him. Yeah. Make sure it's not you. (laughs) 3.45
5: a.m. Ben and I drove up to Groveland Drive and joined the search. We started our house-to-house canvas of the neighborhood where the suspect had abandoned his car. None of the residents had any further information to give us. 4 a.m. We kept on checking.
3: 23 hours. It's a long shift. Yeah. I could use some sleep. Wife of mine is boiling mad. She's even mad at the kid.
5: Yeah? What's the trouble?
3: Oh, aunt or hers sent down some flower bulbs from Oregon yesterday, gladiola bulbs. Yeah? Kid was playing with a little girl next door yesterday, and they found a box of flower bulbs. They put the mess of them in a pot of water
5: and boiled them on the stove. What'd they do that for? Who knows? There's another house up ahead. And we better check it. Yeah. We ought to get some street lights up here. Yeah. Nice work. Working people up in the middle of the night. Well, I don't like it any more than they do. Wish we could make them believe that. Hmm. Nice neighborhood up here. Wonder what the price is on these lots. Well, it shouldn't be too high. They say real estate's coming down.
1: Mm. Yeah, what is it?
5: Police officers. Sorry to disturb you. We'd like to talk to you a minute.
1: Oh, all right. Let me get the door open.
5: What's been going on in the neighborhood tonight? Some kind of trouble? Cars racing up and down the hill? What's the trouble? Have you noticed any strangers in the neighborhood last hour? No, I just got to bed 20 minutes ago. I work out at Paramount. We're shooting nights. What's all the commotion anyway? We're looking for a suspect. He's supposed to be around this area. Well, I haven't seen anybody. I thought I heard somebody out by the garage a few minutes ago. Went out and looked around, but I didn't see anything. Did you check to see if your car is still in the garage? No,
3: I left it in the driveway.
5: No, sir, there's no car in your driveway. Sure there is. Let me show you. Hey, it's gone.
3: Can we use your phone?
5: Yeah. Yeah, but I saw
10: it just a few minutes ago. The, the, the car was right there in the driveway. You think that guy took my car?
3: Yes,
5: sir. It's a pretty good bet. You got your license number handy there. Uh, I don't remember it.
1: I got it on a card in my
3: wallet. Give me communication.
5: Can you give us a description of your car?
1: It's a Plymouth sedan,
5: this black, two-door sedan.
3: Was... Search detail, Laurel Canyon. I got some new information for all units in the details.
5: Here's the license number. Oh, thank you. Uh, Will you broadcast this information to all units in the search detail? What was the make and model of your car?
10: 46 Black Plymouth, a two-door
5: sedan. Uh,
3: 1946 Black Plymouth, two-door sedan, license number... Let me see. Uh, 7 X-Ray, 2569. This car's just
5: been stolen from 10211 Groveland Drive any identifying marks on the car well i left my keys in it no no sir i mean any special markings on the car maybe a dent in one of the fenders well yeah uh, george hold on we're getting it uh, the right headlight went out on me last night i haven't had it fixed yet the right headlight on the car is out notify all units in the search detail that we believe suspect is now in possession of this car right thank you let's go
10: must have happened in the last 15 minutes i heard that noise and i went out to check the car was there then
5: well, here's our card. We'll be checking with you later.
10: Yeah, I sure hope you find it. I don't know how I can get to work tomorrow without my car. we'll,
5: we'll notify you.
10: Yeah, gee, I sure hope you find it.
5: Thanks for your help. Come on, Ben. 7X-ray-2569. Repeat,
7: 7X-ray-2569. car has just been stolen from one zero two eleven
5: Groveland Drive. The right headlight
7: is out. Oh, got it. This suspect is now in possession of...
5: I don't think he could have gotten that car through the blockade yet. You mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Better start searching the side roads, huh? Yeah. There's one. Leading off to the left, up ahead. Okay, let's try it. Wait a minute. There's a car coming down the hill toward us. You're
3: always making time.
5: Joe, only one headlight on the He's car. He's coming right at us. Turn around, quick. There's no room. Get over to the inside. My too late. Then turn. i on units in search detail in the vicinity of Laurel Canyon. ADK reports ben, of a 1946 right? two-door sedan. Ben. And in the five An ambulance was called and Ben and I were taken to Georgia Street Receiving Hospital. There I received emergency treatment for multiple cuts and bruises and a sprained left shoulder. Ben didn't do so well. He had a possible concussion, two broken ribs, and a Half a dozen severe cuts about the face and arms. We were then taken to the P&F ward. The next afternoon, we had a visit from Captain Steed and Chief of Detectives Thad Brown.
6: Friday, how are you feeling? Well,
1: pretty good, Chief. You saw Romero across the hall. You came out better than he did. Yeah, that's what I hear. You resting any? Oh, much better. No danger involved. If needs rest, that's about all. How long? Well, you'll be here two weeks,
2: according to the doctor.
1: What about you? A couple of days. Too bad, Joe. Badge bandit? Yeah. Looks like you two got banged up for nothing. Oh? After he rammed your car, he ditched the black Plymouth, and then we figure he hit with the underbrush. Yeah? Somehow, while we were hauling you and Ben out of that wreck, he slipped through the line. Any fingerprints on the car? Well, none we could use. It's rotten
5: luck. I guess it was his night, huh?
1: We're getting more men from Metro Division to help out. Mm-hmm. And we're doubling the number of decoys around the city. Policewomen, huh? And we'll have each of them planted in a parked car along with an officer in every area of the badge that has been working. All he has to do is grab at the bait once. Yeah. If he goes for it. and will have plenty of time to choose. We work the same setup every night till we reach him.
5: It's a big operation. Might have to run it for weeks unless he quits. Well, there's only one way a guy like that ever quits. Yeah. When we stop him. Saturday, March 10th, 2 p.m. I was released from the P.N.F. ward and went home. Ben stayed on at the hospital. He had at least another 10 days to go before release. Sunday, I spent at home. Monday afternoon, I checked back in at the office and Captain Steed put me on decoy duty for that week along with policewoman Dorothy River. We were assigned to cover an isolated parking area near Mulholland Drive and Beverly Glen. It was a nice view, but the duty was slow. No sign of the badge band. Policewoman River and I waited it out from late evening to early morning from Monday through Thursday. Friday night came. Same thing. We waited.
8: How's Ben? You see him today?
5: Yeah, he's doing fine. Be out next week.
8: Grouchy, I guess. Oh, sure. You want a cigarette? Thank you. You can sure tell it's Friday night. Yeah. Mm. Thanks. College kids are out in force.
5: Mm-hmm. What time you got?
8: Mm. A quarter to two. Long nights.
5: Yeah, slow. Are you cold? No, are you?
8: Mm, just a little. It's chilly up here in the early morning. What's that?
5: A car full of kids just pulling out.
8: Are the cars gone too?
5: Yeah. We're the only ones left.
8: These uh, stakeouts get on your nerves.
5: So look, if you're cold, you can have my coat. It doesn't bother me.
8: No, no, it's all right, Joe. Thanks. It's a beautiful view from up here, isn't it? All the lights. Yeah. You like to dance, Joe. I said, do you like to dance?
5: Oh, once in a while, I guess. I'm not too good. Why?
8: Well, our club's having its big annual dance two weeks from Saturday. Yeah. Might get a kick out of it. It's formal. That
5: well, it leaves me out. I don't own a tux.
8: Well, you could rent one. It'd be fun. Ah, I'm
5: afraid I don't look good in a tux.
8: I never met a man who thought he did. Why don't you try it?
5: I might be working. Well,
8: I mean if you're not working. Why don't you come? You going? Well, I was planning on it. Got a date? <laughs> no, not yet. I have hopes.
5: There's a car pulling in. Let's see. Yeah, parked over in back of us.
8: I can only make out one person in the
5: car. Yeah, looks like a man. I can't be sure. All right, come on over closer. We might as well look the part, huh? All right. He's getting out of the car.
8: Is he coming this way?
5: Walking over to the side of the road. He's got a flashlight. Looking around.
8: Hmm. He's built like the Badge Bandit. Short, heavy set.
5: Yeah, he's turning around. He's got his flashlight on us.
8: He's coming up on your side of the car.
5: I take it easy, you know what to do.
6: Come on,
1: out of that car, police
8: officer. All right, hold on. Got a gun, Joe. Yeah. yeah.
1: Come on, I said, out of the car, both of you. All right. right. All right, drop the gun. Drop it.
8: Tim. Yeah. Now I'll get the cuffs on him.
5: Thanks. I didn't think I hit him that hard.
8: You didn't. I did.
5: Policewoman Dorothy River Knight took the suspect to Hollywood Division where he was booked on suspicion of robbery and gave his name as Charles Leon Kirby, age 46. Monday, March 19th, Ben was released from the hospital and checked back in for work. A special show-up was held at which 10 of the 17 victims definitely identified Kirby as the Badge Bandit. The suspect had finally been apprehended. Now we started the slow process of formally charging the man and presenting our evidence against him to bring him to trial. 10 a.m., Ben and I went across the street to the sixth floor of the Hall of Justice to present our case against Kirby and to obtain a formal complaint against him. We met with Deputy District Attorney Broker.
1: When would you get out of the hospital, Ben? This morning. Sure got sick of that place. Heard about your accident. That guy sure gave you enough trouble,
5: didn't he? Yeah, he's still giving us trouble. How's that? He got in a tangle with another prisoner out in the Hollywood Division.
6: Yeah?
5: The other prisoner gave Kirby a pretty bad going over. Cut him up and broke his left forearm. They're moving him in an ambulance from Hollywood to the prison ward at the general hospital.
1: When did this happen? Just this morning.
5: I think they're moving him downtown now. Tough one.
1: Now, how about your reports on Kirby? Are they all in order?
5: Well, here's a summary report, alleges ten positive
3: identifications containing ten counts of robbery and ten counts of forcible rape.
5: All right. And here are seven other crime reports, only partial identification on these. Okay. What have you got for corroborating evidence against him? Oh, we went through Kirby's apartment, found at least a dozen pieces of property that he took from his victims, mm-hmm. mostly watches and jewelry. The victims identified every piece we found.
10: Okay, let me get the details down here.
5: No. Oh, excuse me a minute. Sure.
1: Broker speaking.
5: Yes, Ned. You, Friday. Thank you. Friday. When? Yeah, right away. Well, that does it. What's my? Kirby. He just broke out of that ambulance.
2: You are listening to Dragnet, the case history of a police investigation presented in the public interest by Fatima Cigarettes. If you smoke a long cigarette, it will
3: be in your interest to listen to a typical case history of a Fatima smoker.
2: It's the case of Mr. Richard Watts, Jr., drama critic of one of New York's great newspapers. This is his actual signed statement.
1: My working day starts when most people are going to bed. When the curtain closes on the last act, I've got a newspaper deadline to make. Working more means smoking more. And that's when Fatima quality really tells. I agree
3: it's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. And so do more and more smokers every day. Actual figures show extra mild Fatima has more than doubled its smokers coast to coast.
2: So enjoy extra mild Fatima yourself. The
3: king-size cigarette, which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos, superbly blended to make it extra mild.
2: You will prefer Fatima's much different much better flavor. You will agree. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
4: It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
3: The best of all long cigarettes. As soon
5: as word of Kirby's escape came through, the information was broadcast to all points. All available cruiser cars and men were rushed to the escape area, and a door-to-door canvas got underway. All of the men were given mug shots of Kirby together with his description. 11 a.m., Ben and I got back to the office. We found a message from Captain Steed to meet him in the chief of detective's office.
1: No man in that area until further notice. Check the bus depots and the Union Station. Right. What's the story, Chief? That's what I'm trying to find out. Where'd he make the break? Near 4th and Main. Couldn't have picked a better spot. The ambulance had just crossed 3rd and Main when Kirby slugged the guard driver was too busy dodging traffic to notice what was going on in back. Well,
5: that's a lousy break.
1: Kirby jumped out of the back end of the ambulance and disappeared in the crowd. No sign of him since. Well, that's fine.
5: Takes us almost three months to reach the guy, and he breaks away on a cheap fluke like that.
1: Well, he doesn't have many friends in town. He's only got one we know of. Mm, yeah. A brother. Kirby stays with him pretty often from what we could gather. His brother lives in a rooming house down on Alameda.
5: Anybody checked that yet?
1: We've got it staked out. Well, the brother works at a box factory in the south end of town. That's covered, too. He's not going
3: far with a broken arm. What
10: have you got? Pawn shop hold-up, 6th Street, happened a few minutes ago.
3: Here's the description of the hold-up, man. Mm. Stocky bill, blonde hair, horn-rimmed glasses, chubby
5: face. You were wrong about that broken arm. Come on. 11.20 a.m., Ben and I pulled up at the East Asia pawn shop on 6th Street. Inside, we found the proprietor, Morris Brubaker, lying propped up against one of the showcases. It was an elderly man, his face and head showed the marks of a savage beating. His wounds were hemorrhaging badly, and ambulance attendants were giving him first aid. We showed him Charles Kirby's mugshot.
11: shot. That's the man. I wouldn't make a mistake, that's him. Was he alone, Mr.
6: Brubaker?
11: Uh, yes, yeah, by himself. He has to look at a watch, and when I turned to get it, he kicked me. Uh, I fell against the showcase and cut myself. He, he pulled me in the back room. I, I didn't even know him. He kept, he kept beating me. Easy, Mr. Brubaker. Let me get this
5: conference on. How much did he get away with, do you know?
11: Uh, I'm not sure. A blue suit, blue overcoat, wrap around, and navy blue, both. He he kept hitting me. All right,
5: sir, just take it easy. They'll have you out of here in a minute.
11: He kept hitting me like a crazy man.
5: This is antiseptic. might sting a little. Okay. What else did he take, Mr. Brubaker? Can you remember?
11: Uh, yes, uh, from the cash register. He, he took money. How much? Th- forty dollars. I can't be sure. When he left your store, did you see which way he was going? I don't know. He, he, he dragged me in the back room. He locked me in.
5: Ready to move now, Sergeant. Okay.
11: I don't know. I, 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 saw, I saw him going through the shelves there in the back of the counter. I, I don't know. What
3: would you keep there? Uh,
11: my account books and my gun. A box of shells, too.
5: You want to take a look, Ben? Oh, yeah. My, my head. Yes, yeah, sir. Just take it easy. It's only going to be a minute now. The books are still there. Yeah? He got the gun. 4 p.m. Kirby, alias the Badge Bandit, was still at large. As far as we were concerned, the case was almost back to where it started from 11 weeks before. The suspect was still loose. He was well-armed. It was still free to rob, assault, or murder. We had two big advantages. Kirby's possible broken arm, which would need medical attention, and secondly, the lead to Kirby's brother. At 5.30 p.m., we had a report that the suspect was seen purchasing a ticket at a theater box office out on Hollywood Boulevard. We ran it down. It didn't pay off. At 6.15, a taxi driver thought he spotted Kirby boarding an outbound streetcar at Figaro and Pico. was checked out. No results. At 7 o'clock, Ben and I got something to eat at a drive-in, and we relieved the men on stakeout at the rooming house on Alameda Street, where Kirby's brother was staying. 10 p.m., midnight. No sign of Kirby. We waited. At 3 a.m., Hanson and Cummings of Homicide relieved us, and Ben drove me home. It was 3.45 when he dropped me off at Collis Avenue, number
7: 4656.
5: Joseph, that you? Yeah, Ma, I didn't mean to wake you.
7: What time is it?
5: Almost 4
7: hours you've got to get your rest joseph
5: we will be all right ma got something to eat in the ice box there's
7: a little cold meat and some cheese in the cupboard
5: just want a sandwich you're going back to sleep
7: well, i had some nice meatballs and spaghetti for dinner i can warm some for you <laughs> I'm sandwiches working all hours. You just get sick, Joseph, and you'll see nobody cares about you when you're
5: sick. I wish you wouldn't get up. Ma. I can fix something.
7: i well, warm up the meatballs and spaghetti. You need something substantial. I get it. 4 a.m. I hope it's not
5: that awful.
1: Hello? Lorman down homicide. Yeah, Lorman. Thought you'd like to know. They just got Kirby. Where? At his brother's place about 15 minutes ago. Hanson and Cummings grabbed him. Any trouble? No. Grabbed him before he got to his gun. We just locked him up. Thought you'd like to know.
5: Yeah. Thanks, Larman.
1: Night.
5: Night. Well,
7: that wasn't Joseph.
5: The office, Ma. They got Kirby the badge bandit.
7: Oh, did they? Well, that's nice. Maybe you'll have some time off now.
5: Yeah. Never fails, does it? You work on a case for three months. Leave it for 30 minutes and it's all over.
7: The food's warm. Is there anything else
5: you want? No, no, that's fine, Mom. You go on to bed.
7: Yeah. Well, all right, Joseph. Now, don't stay up too long. All
5: right. Good night. Good
7: night.
5: Hey, Ma. Yes,
7: Joseph?
5: Have I still got that old tuxedo around? <laughs>
1: The story you have just heard was true. Only the names were changed to
2: protect the innocent. On June 27th, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 87, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial.
3: It's amazing how many long cigarette smokers are changing to extra mild Fatima. Here is the actual report.
2: From coast to
1: coast. Extra Mild Fatima has more than doubled its smokers.
2: Yes, more and more smokers every day are discovering that Fatima is the king-size cigarette that is Extra Mild.
3: Extra Mild because it contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos, superbly blended to make it Extra Mild, to give it a much different, much better flavor and aroma.
2: Enjoy Extra Mild Fatima yourself, the best of all long cigarettes. It's wise to
3: smoke extra mild Fatima.
4: It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
2: Charles Leon Kirby, alias the Badge Bandit, was tried and convicted in Superior Court on several counts of armed robbery, rape, and assault with intent to commit murder. He was sentenced to life imprisonment. After serving one year in the state penitentiary, he was judged insane and committed to the state mental hospital at Mendocino. After two months there, he escaped. Charles Kirby, alias the Badge Bandit, is still at large. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.A. Wharton. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
1: The story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent.
2: Fatima cigarettes, best of all long cigarettes, brings you Dragnet.
1: You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to juvenile bureau. A potential killer roams the halls of one of the high schools in your city. Girl students have been brutally slashed by the criminal. Your job, stop him.
3: If you want a long cigarette, smoke the best of all long cigarettes. Smoke extra mild Fatima. Yes, Fatima is the king-size cigarette which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos...
2: Documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action.
5: It was Thursday, November 4th. It was windy in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch out of Georgia Street Juvenile Bureau. My partner's Ben Romero. The boss is Captain Bowling, Commander, Juvenile Division. My name's Friday. It was 2.45 p.m. when we got to Charter High School. Main entrance. Which way, Joe? I don't know. We can ask this boy. Hey, son.
3: Yeah?
5: Where's the principal's office?
3: Oh, straight down the hall. Last door on the left. Thank you. What's all the noise about? Football rally. We're playing Piedmont today. Probably lose. Can't beat confidence like that. Kids are sure funny now,
5: Yeah. Check that sign. Mm-hmm. Junior prom. Dollar 25 for Makes you feel old, doesn't it? I never did go to those high school dances. How come? Couldn't dance. Wife says I still can. Yes, sir? Like to see Mr. Chase?
8: Could I have your names, please?
5: Romero and Friday.
8: Oh, yes, he's expecting you. You
9: can go right in. That's all right.
5: Thank you, ma'am. Mr. Chase? Yes? My name's Friday. I talk to you on the phone.
11: Oh, yes, certainly, Sergeant. Have a chair.
5: Thank you. This is my partner, Ben Romero. How do you do, sir? Hi, Mr. Chase. Uh, sit down. Sit down.
11: Certainly glad to see you, gentlemen. I'm at the end of my rope. Would you mind briefing us, Mr.
5: Chase? How did all this trouble start?
11: I don't know how it started. I don't know why. But here's the result, Sergeant. This dress, bloodstains on it. Mm-hmm. What's the story? A woman stormed in here and said her daughter came home from school yesterday wearing this dress. And she told her her mother she'd been knifed here at the school. Mm-hmm.
5: How many cases like this have you had?
11: 21 in the past three weeks.
5: Why didn't you notify us?
11: Believe me, Sergeant, I didn't know which way to turn. When I first learned about these knifings, I, I wanted to call in the police, but some of the girls who'd been cut, the uh, parents, didn't want it reported. The, publicity, the notoriety. They didn't want it. hope you realize, Mr. Chase, that it's a pretty serious business. Believe me, I did realize. What could I do? Uh, the knifings had to be stopped. The parents didn't want them reported. I've tried everything humanly possible to find out who's responsible.
5: What have you tried, Mr. Chase?
11: Well, I called on some of the older students from the Boys' Council. I placed them all over the grounds of the buildings and told them to keep an eye out.
5: No results, huh? The
11: knifings have gone right on. This past week, they've even gotten worse. Oh, that reminds me. Just a moment, please. Yes, Mr.
9: Chase? Uh,
11: Doris, would you get Jim Travis, please? Have him come to my office right away.
9: Yes, Mr.
11: Chase. Travis is head of the Boys' Council. He helped organize the system of guards. He might be able to give you some information.
5: You said a minute ago that the situation has been worse this past week. You mean the
11: knifings have gotten more frequent? More frequent and more serious. One girl was cut very badly this morning. She had to be sent home. Are uh, most of these girls cut in pretty much the same manner? The school nurse treated some of them. She says it looked to her as though the girls had been slashed with a very sharp knife, probably a razor. Is there any definite time pattern to these knifings? All of them happen between periods when the students change classes. The corridors are pretty well crowded and that's why it's so difficult to pin it down to any one person.
5: I see. How about the victims themselves, Mr. Chase? Is there any set pattern there?
11: That's what has me frightened. How do you mean? Most of the victims are rather pretty girls. Whoever's doing this seems to have a preference for them. It's frightening when you think of what kind of mind the person must have.
5: It's a little more than frightening, Mr. Chase. Huh? A person with a knife must be a mental case, probably a dangerous one. I don't think he's going to be satisfied with just knifing the girls. Possible, if we let it go much longer.
10: You wanted to see me, Mr. Chase. Uh, c- come in, Jim. I would have come sooner. I was tied up with a rally committee.
11: Uh, Jim, this is Sergeant Friday and Sergeant Romero, police officers. Oh, right oh, they're sorry. here to investigate the knifings. I thought maybe you'd be able to help out with some information.
10: Well, I still have the fellows on the council watching the corridors. We haven't seen anything yet.
5: do you have any time after the rally, Jim? We'd like to have you show us around.
10: Okay, Sergeant.
5: Is the school nurse still in her office? Would like to talk to her, too? I think so.
10: Jim, when does Miss Wesley go home? Um, at 3.30 on Thursday, Mr. Chase. I'll tell her to stay on a few minutes. That's fine.
5: We'll meet you outside the office here,
10: huh? Okay, I'll see you later, then.
5: Right. The school out for the day?
11: Yes, it is. Guess we'll have to wait till morning to interview the victims. Well, the first class is at 8 o'clock. I'll have the girls assemble in the classroom next to my office. All right, Mr. Chase. Thank you. I'll be right back, Doris. See you gentlemen now.
5: Looks like the rally's just breaking up, huh? Three o'clock now. The game's at 3.30. The kids certainly jam up the corridor. Come on, come on. Let us through
6: here. Let us
11: through,
5: please. All right. Uh, The rest of you go about your business. Uh, Go on now. What's the matter, young lady? What's
4: the
9: trouble? Patty Larson. What's the matter with her? Look at her dress. It's covered with blood.
5: An ambulance was called and the injured girl was taken to Georgia Street Receiving Hospital where she was treated for a cut on her right forearm and a deep slash across her hips. She was not in serious condition. Was the doctor's opinion that the wounds had been inflicted either by a very sharp knife or more probably a razor? A detail of plainclothesmen were dispatched to Charter High School to keep the grounds and quarters under strict surveillance until further notice. At 7.30 the next morning, policewoman Lorraine Jensen, Ben and I met at the high school with Principal Chase and Jim Travers, the head of the boys' council. By 9 a.m., all of the 21 knifing victims were assembled in one of the empty classrooms. Policewoman Jensen outlined our plan of questioning.
9: May I have your attention, please? This isn't going to take very long, girls, but... I will have to ask you to cooperate with us. Try to remember every detail of the time and the place that the knifings occurred. Do they all have a report form to write on?
5: Yeah, they're all set.
9: We'd like to have you write three things. First, exactly where you were when you were injured. After that, write the date and the time. Make that just as close as you can remember. I
7: don't remember. Do you not? I to know what you wrote. At the bottom
9: of the page, write the name of the person you suspect might have cut you. Your answer will be kept confidential. Please don't compare notes with the girl next to you. We want your version, not your neighbor's.
10: Sergeant. Yep, driver. Five-minute warning, though.
5: Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, Joe. There's a recess coming up. We want to check the quarters. Can you make out alone for a little while?
9: Sure, you two go ahead. We can check the slips when you get back. All
5: right, let's go, then. Yeah.
10: top of the stairs is best, Sergeant. Okay. If you stand back a little from the railing, no one down below can tell if they're being watched either. Okay. I'm pretty much interested in police work. You know, the lie detector and stuff.
5: Uh-huh. Can you keep on going here?
10: One more flight. All right. I wrote a paper once on the lie detector for our physiology class. teacher liked it. That so? Yeah. I've been reading how they take fingerprints, cloth imprints and all that. Pretty interesting. Here we are. We can keep an eye on the whole corridor from here. Okay. What detail do you officers work out of?
5: Georgia Street Juvenile.
10: You know uh, Lee Jones or uh, Ray Pinker?
5: Oh, yeah.
10: I've read a lot about the crime lab.
5: Why don't you come downtown some afternoon? We'll show you around.
10: that be swell. Okay. must be interesting, meeting all kinds of people, watching how they behave, you know.
5: Yeah, it's interesting. During the recess, while the students moved from classroom to classroom, we kept the main quarter under close surveillance. The other men from Juvenile Bureau covered the rest of the corridors. We kept an eye on the main corridor during the third recess between periods at 11 a.m. Again, no results. At 11.30, Travers went to check with the members of the Boys' Council to set up the noontime watch. Ben and I went back to the classroom on the main floor to check with policewoman Jensen. We helped her tally the results of the questioning of the girl victims that morning. Let's see,
9: 17, 18, 19... Well, Who so takes care of the lot. Let's see. There it is. Now what's it mean?
5: Well, 12 say they were knifed on the main corridor, 3 knifed outside the building, 4 on the stairway, 2 in a classroom. The times they list. Doesn't look like there's any pattern there. How about the suspects that they wrote down?
9: That's even got me beat. We've got more of them than we have victims. Here. There's four pages of names. Some of the girls wrote down as many as five suspects.
6: That's
5: gonna help a lot. How many altogether? Mm, let's see.
9: Thirty-four.
5: Oh, hi, Mr. K. Did you
11: find out anything?
5: Well, oh, it didn't turn out too well. Nothing definite.
11: Terrible morning. Parents calling up, newspapers. I don't know. Certainly out of my hands.
5: Are there any assemblies scheduled for this afternoon?
11: Yes. After the
5: fifth period. Why? Well, I think maybe you better cancel it. it. seems like every time the kids are crowded together, we just ask for trouble. All right, I'll, I'll have it canceled. Fine. Something else, uh, Mr. Chase. Yes? The girls that we had in this room this morning, the victims, we'd like to have every one of them brought back here after the next class, can't we? All right,
11: Sergeant. I'll have excuse slips sent to each one. Thank you, sir.
9: Gives you the chills. Those kids getting cut up in broad daylight.
5: Whoever it is, the guy's got a stomach for it.
9: How do you know it's a guy? It's
5: as good a guess as any. How about the school employees, the janitors, and the rest of them?
9: Checked them all out this morning.
5: When we get the girls back here, we'll go through the same routine. One thing we missed the last time we talked to them... Yeah? We asked them to pick suspects. We might have more luck if we have a bigger choice.
9: Well, how do you mean?
5: Well, instead of asking them to pick out somebody, we'll tell them to list the names of every person who was around them or near them when they were cut. It might work if we can spot a couple of repeats on the left. Sergeant, they want you downstairs. Hurry. Come on, Ben.
11: What's the matter? It's terrible, terrible. I found her. You found who? Betty Price. Where? Downstairs, unconscious.
5: I'm afraid. What do you mean you're afraid? I'm not sure she's alive. We located the unconscious girl in a corner of the basement near the rear entrance to the girl's locker room. She'd been cut severely about the face and arms. At Georgia Street Receiving Hospital, she was given an immediate blood transfusion. In addition to her wounds, she was also treated for shock. We questioned the victim. She stated that she did not see the person who attacked her. Later that afternoon, she was removed to her own home upon the advice of her family physician. 1.35 p.m., Ben and I got back to the high school and checked in with policewoman Lorraine Jensen. How'd the last station turn out, Lorraine? A lot better. It
9: was a good idea, Jones.
5: Yeah? How'd we come out?
9: Pretty good. Yeah, the list they made out. Twenty-one of them. Uh-huh. Each girl listed an average of eight persons around her at the time she was knifed. Yeah, there's one name that occurs on 19 of these 21 lists. Here, Joe.
5: Jim Travers.
2: You are listening to Dragnet. The case history of a police investigation... presented in the public interest by Fatima Cigarettes.
3: If you smoke a long cigarette... it will be in your interest to listen to a typical case history of a Fatima
2: smoker. It's the case of Mr. Frank Fenton... well-known author and Hollywood screenwriter. This is his actual signed statement. When a writer gets absorbed in his work, he
1: loses track of time. Smokes more than usual. And this happens often to me.
3: As a result, I appreciate a mild cigarette... Fatima is extra mild. I agree it's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. And so do more and more smokers every day. Actual figures show extra mild Fatima has more than doubled its smokers coast to coast. So enjoy
2: extra mild
3: Fatima yourself. The king-size cigarette, which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos, superbly blended to make it extra mild.
2: You will prefer Fatima's much different much better flavor. You will agree. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
4: It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
3: The best of all long cigarettes.
5: Friday, November 5th, 1.45 p.m., Ben and I started checking on Jim Travers. In the registrar's files, he was listed as James Kirkland Travers, 17 years old. He was a well-known, popular student. He was a fine athlete. He was from a well-to-do family. His father was the head of an engineering firm. His mother was from one of the oldest families in the city. During his three and a half years at Charter High, Jim Travers had maintained close to an A average in his studies. He'd been president of his class since freshman year, and he'd held numerous other class offices. We interviewed his teachers. They had nothing but praise for Travers. They tabbed him as a brilliant young man with an excellent future. We asked about Travers' friends, who we palled around with. We picked up a small lead. We were told that he had very few, if any, close personal friends among the students, but he did have one girl at the high school he was especially fond of. Her name was Barbara Ferris, a tall, dark-haired girl, exceptionally pretty. Her scholastic record was almost as high as Travers. 2 p.m., policewoman Lorraine Jensen and I interviewed the girl in a small room off the principal's office.
9: We're not singling you out, Barbara. We're interviewing most of the girls in the upper classes.
12: You mean about what's been happening around school?
5: Yes, that's right.
12: Well, I don't know much about it. I was talking to Jim Travis last night. He's a friend of mine. He told me why you were here.
9: How long have you known Jim Travis, Barbara?
12: Oh, since freshman year, I guess. Mm-hmm. You go steady with him? Well, we don't like to call it that, but I guess so. We go to the dances together. Sometimes we go to the show on weekends.
6: Do you go out with him very
12: often? No, not very often. Jim's usually pretty busy. He studies a lot.
5: Does he go out with other girls, do you know?
12: Well, no, I don't. Once he went out with Betty Fisher, he said he didn't like her much. Betty's kind of a party girl. Jim likes to talk about things. You know, physiology, books, stuff like that. Do you get along with him pretty well? We get along fine. Sometimes he's moody, but I guess I am too. Could
9: you tell us a little more about Jim? What's he like?
12: Well, what do you want to know that for? Is there anything wrong? No,
5: it's just routine questioning, Barbara. We have to check on everybody.
12: Oh, I see. Well, Jim's certainly all right. He's like the rest of the fellas at school, I guess. Only he's smarter than most of them.
5: Well, is there anything maybe that's odd about him that you noticed? Anything very different?
12: Mm, No, not that I've noticed. He's always been pretty bashful, up until this last year anyway. He's still that way sometimes when we go out on dates.
5: How do you mean? How is he bashful?
12: You know, about girls and things. He's always nice, though. He's not always thinking about necking and stuff like most of them. You mean he's not the romantic type? Well, he can be romantic when he wants to. Once we parked outside my house after a dance, he's always nice. It was just this one time. What was that? Well, he kissed me and then he twisted my arm behind my back. He kept twisting it for no reason. Yeah? I told him it hurt me, but he wouldn't let go. He kept twisting my arm. What did he say? That's what was so funny. He said, I like you better than any girl I know. Yeah? Then he said, that's why I'm hurting you.
5: After talking with Barbara Ferris We had a pretty good idea that Jim Travers was a suspect we wanted But because of his fine background and his record We realized that we'd have to prove beyond any question of a doubt That he was the guilty person We had only one thing to go on Besides the information Barbara Ferris had given us During the morning recesses When Travers was with Ben and I was watching the corridors Not one knifing took place When we had left Travers and gone downstairs to check with policewoman Jensen, the girl had been found slugged and cut at the rear of the girl's locker room. 2.30 p.m., Ben and I met with the suspect.
10: How's it going, Sergeant? Any luck? Mm, Not much, Jim.
5: What's that, another rally?
10: No, a band practice.
5: Junior prom's tonight, isn't it?
10: Yeah. You talked to the girl who was knife downstairs, huh? Find out anything?
5: No, not much. You want to stick with us this afternoon? I think you might be able to help us out.
10: Sure, I've got the fellows on the council standing by if you want them. Fine.
5: Let's go outside, huh? We have
3: got something to tell you.
10: Sure, okay. We can go out this way. I certainly appreciate your letting me tag along. I hope I can help you. I think you can, Jim.
5: So When we talked to those girls this morning, uh, we drew up a new list of possible suspects. Yeah? Funny thing, one of the names on the list was yours. I've got nothing to
3: hide. Well, we'll make a systematic check of each name on the list and start with yours.
10: Well, uh, will we have to go on the line, detector. I'd like to try that. I never saw one. I'll only pictures of
5: them. No, no, you won't have to go through that. It'll just be a couple of questions, and then we're going to check your locker.
10: Okay, I'd be glad to show you. Does this take us to the locker room? Yeah, we can cut
5: through here. Say, uh, when we were questioning those girls this morning... Some said that they saw you in different parts of the building when the night things took place. What do you mean? Well, your location didn't exactly jibe with your classroom schedule. In other words, your class was on the third floor, but you were seen down in the main corridor. Now, how do you account for that?
10: Well, you see, I usually take walks between periods. Sitting in classrooms makes me nervous sometimes, you know. Uh-huh. Here, I'll get the door. Uh-huh. Any other questions I can answer, Sergeant?
3: No, that's all. How'd you happen to get interested in police work, Jim? You said your father was an engineer,
5: didn't you?
10: Yeah, that's right. I don't know how I got interested, but I just took to it, I guess. I always like to watch people's reactions and their behavior. Fascinating. Uh, the locker room's down this way. Okay. What are you planning on doing when you graduate? College? Yeah, I guess so. Dad wants to send me to MIT. It's a good school. Yeah. Say, uh, if you ever have the time, I'd sure like to see some of the ballistics equipment down at the police crime lab. I've read up on ballistics quite a bit, too. Oh, is that so? Yeah. The polygraph and lie detector. That's my favorite, though. Wonderful machine.
6: Mm-hmm.
10: Imagine charting positive and negative reactions like that. It's marvelous.
5: Yeah,
6: it
10: is. Say, have uh, either one of you ever read Dawson's treatise? Uh, I think it's called The uh, Psychology of the Criminal Mind. You ever read it?
6: I
5: think we had that in training, didn't we, Ben? Mm, something like that, yeah.
10: How about uh, Criminal Behavior and Its Basis, uh, Maxwell's book? Did you ever read that one?
5: Mm, no, I don't think I did.
10: It's a great book. I got quite a few textbooks on crime. There's one on sex crimes I just got. It's very good.
5: Mm-hmm.
10: This locker room? <laughs> yeah, I almost went past it. My locker is down this way.
5: How do you shave, Jim? You use an electric razor or a safety razor? Me? Electric razor, they're the best. Yeah, they're a lot easier to use.
10: Here it is, I'll open it for you. All
5: mm-hmm. right. Ben, you got those envelopes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, here yeah, they are. Okay, would you step aside there, Jim? Yeah, sure. All right, we'll get some dust scrapings from the shelf here. Mm-hmm. All right, there you are. Ben, you want to mark it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim Trivers, dust scrapings from locker. All right. Let's see here. Here's some more scrapings from the bottom of the locker this time, huh? Okay, I'll see these envelopes. Oh, here's a nail file. Okay, Jim. Now, will you hold out your right hand?
10: Hmm? Oh, yeah, okay.
5: Hold an envelope under his hand, will you, Ben? Catch mm-hmm. the nail scrapings? Yep. Yep, here we are.
10: Say, what's all this for, Sergeant?
5: Oh, it's just routine with everybody, Jim. Just gonna... Take some sample specimens to run through the spectrograph.
10: The spectrograph?
5: Mm-hmm. Now, let me scrape that middle fingernail a little. Oh, okay. That's it. Now the index finger.
10: What about the spectrograph?
5: We use it all the time.
10: Well, it won't work in a case like this, will it?
5: All right, that's all for the right hand, Ben. Don't forget to mark the envelope. Yeah. Jim, Travers, scrapings on the finger. Neal's um, Right hand There we go All Right now the left hand, Jim hmm? Yeah No, we don't know if this is going to work or not It's worth a try We'll know this afternoon This afternoon? Yeah, we'll have to run you through on the machine Hold the envelope a little closer, Ben Yeah Well, uh, how's it going to help you? It might tell us what you had for breakfast a week ago It might tell us what kind of clothes you wore Three days ago kind of objects you came in contact with
10: oh well uh, what kind of principal does it operate on
5: oh i don't know we can ask lee jones here let me get the scrapings from your thumb all right there it is and I'll seal it in a mark market ben Right? Uh? you want to call the office and tell them we're on our way in yeah i'll be in that that room right next to the principal's office. okay you can close your locker jim that's all yeah all right We'll check the things in your pockets when we get to the crime lab. Let's go.
10: That spectrograph must be a marvelous machine.
5: Well, it's worked for us a lot of times. We've got evidence on a suspect that either convicts him or clears him. You'll probably get a kick out of
10: it. Mm-hmm, I'd like to see it. You say it tells you everything a person's come in contact with, huh?
5: Yeah, that's right.
10: Could it tell you how I shaved?
5: Well, how do you mean?
10: I mean, uh, with an electric razor or, or a safety oh, razor? Oh,
5: yeah, sure. That's one of the primary things. Hmm. I don't know exactly how it works, but it does the job. We'll get Lee Jones to explain it to us.
10: Out this door. We can cut across the courtyard.
5: Well, those are sure nice grounds.
10: Will they keep me long downtown, Sergeant?
5: What do you think, Jim? You know, the strange part about these knifings out here... What's that? Whoever's responsible probably doesn't even realize what he's doing.
6: Yeah.
5: Mentally, he's sick. He's very sick. Best thing for him would be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Just like any other sickness, it's not going to get better by itself. Yeah. The only trouble is, he's just getting his appetite up with these knifings. Now, if he goes much longer...
10: Uh, how about that spectrograph, Sergeant? Uh, say, for instance, well, if I happen to hold a knife in my hand, or maybe a razor...
5: Oh, yeah. that is would show on the machine. go in here?
10: Yeah. It's a terrible thing. Whoever it is, it's a terrible
5: thing. Yes, it is. He's ready to tell us? Hope so. I expect a girl right, son. You want to tell us about it now?
10: I couldn't help myself. I, I had to do what I had to.
11: I couldn't sleep. I couldn't study unless I did it. I couldn't help myself.
5: You're responsible for all the knifings, are you?
6: <laughs> You knew, didn't
10: you? <laughs> Who told you?
11: You told us, dear. Yeah.
10: I'm glad you caught me. It was getting worse. Might have been too late. I'm glad you caught me. Why? Barbara. After the prom tonight... Yeah? I was gonna kill her.
1: The story you have just heard was
2: true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. On December 15th, the hearing was held in Juvenile Court, Department 38, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial.
3: It's amazing how many long cigarette smokers are changing to Extra Mild Fatima. Here is the actual report.
1: From coast to coast, Extra Mild Fatima has more than doubled its smokers.
2: Yes, more and more smokers every day are discovering that Fatima is the king-size cigarette that is extra mild.
3: Extra mild because it contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos superbly blended to make it extra mild, to give it a much different, much better flavor and aroma.
2: Enjoy extra mild Fatima yourself. Best of all long cigarettes. It's wise to smoke extra
3: mild Fatima. It's wise to
4: smoke extra mild Fatima.
2: 17-year-old James Travers was examined by court psychiatrists Who found him to be one of the most dangerous mental cases they had ever examined The boy's parents, who cooperated to the fullest with the police officers and with the court Made only one request That the boy be committed to a private sanitarium James Travers is now under confinement at that sanitarium for an indefinite period of time. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.A. Wharton, Los Angeles Police Department. Fatima
3: Cigarettes, the best of all long cigarettes, has brought you Dragnet from Los Angeles. Green Directors Playhouse presents a Damon Runyon story
0: tomorrow on NBC. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Radio Days, your home for the best of golden age radio, when radio was king. If you enjoyed tonight's show, please do take a moment and send us a review. We always appreciate reviews, and they help new listeners find us. Until next time, this is your host, John Hagedorn, Stay safe, and we'll be back soon at 1001 Radio Days. And one note, don't forget to pick up 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. That's 1001 Radio Crime Solvers.